Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, so rumor has it the Orioles are listening to offers on Zach Britton. But what should fans reasonably expect to get back in return? Also, the starting rotation has been bad, and I got some numbers today that will make you either laugh or cry about our starting pitching. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, it's a pretty rough week. I almost the Cubs? Went... Really? Yeah, I know. And we can talk, we're going to talk later about our experiences there, but I know you went on I Friday. Went, yeah, the only decent I went day. on Saturday. I tried, yeah. I tried to leave at the second inning. Did you? Yeah, and then uh, Dad said, no, let's hold out to at least the fourth or fifth. I said, that's fine, but I'm not buying dinner. I'm not paying <laughs> one penny here unless the Orioles score some runs. I said, when they get six runs, I'll go buy some food. Yeah, I'm only buying and food I'm, if I get a verbal commitment that that food is going to sign Manny Machado. Yeah, that's the only way I'm buying any food. Eventually, they got that six run, and I ran out and got me those chicken fingers. And I wish I didn't because by then it was like They the got your hopes up. Well, yeah. not only that, that was the seventh inning, and by then the chicken fingers were cold and just under the heat lamp, oh, and yeah, the fries were not good. That's true. You want to get those, that chicken early. Yeah, and yeah. the chipper was closed, so I couldn't do that. So, yeah, so besides the crappy food, when I finally get all excited that, hey, the Orioles are back, we're scoring runs, yeah. the bullpen is holding them, who cares that our pitching's horrible, we got this covered. I was ready to go say, let's bye, 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 let's get, let's get to buy some couple starting pitchers, let's Brit- go. Britain comes in in what the seventh? Yeah, or uh, no, the eighth. Seven, I think seventh. I think it wasn't it. O'Day, O'Day, uh, O'Day Givens, O'Day Givens, Britain Brock, something like that. I don't know. We could I ask know, the intern. I, liked it. I said, I said, Brock's been fine. I, I'm fine with Britain. Yeah, it was Brock. Who, yeah, yeah. Everyone, if last. you look on Twitter, everyone says, "Oh, I knew Britain." It was Buck mistake for bringing Britain in early. Yeah, everyone on Twitter's an idiot. They were all fine with Britain coming in early. I know. Brock's been Just okay. The thing he's been great. He's been okay. Yeah. he's been great. The problem is in Baltimore, everyone thinks that in order to be a good closer, you have to be perfect. Yeah, short term memories. It's it's true. And uh, second guessing is easy. But we're again we're missing the zany one today. 
Again, we'll be back with him soon. We're a couple more weeks, weeks. without him. Two more weeks. Two more weeks, and then we get the Zany Burt Rody back in I'm studio. I'm going to guess for next week. Okay. Um, I wonder if I might get E Rock. Where's Eric? I, uh, uh, Bart Barstool. <laughs> we, he's been gone for a while. Has, has he gotten he, too big for us? He's in that like Nerf Football League. He's doing something with Nerf Football right. and Jerry Coleman or, you know, the, the brigade. Has he got, yeah, I know. I know the brigade. And did you forget to text the intern? No. I did text him. I texted him uh, at least an hour ago. Yeah. He said he had to work. Oh. All right. So, well, at not, least not a ham. You texted him an hour ago for the show? Nice. Uh, officially, you and I only decided on a time maybe five or six hours ago. Yeah, that's true. All right. I got a little bit of monologue I want to start the show with. Okay. Um, I feel like uh, a Fox News guys. Don't Fox News guys always start the show with monologues? You want this? Did someone die? No, no one died. I don't need that depressing music. Oh, okay. All right. You're lucky like half my buttons don't work. That might be the only music I have. Oh, no. You know what? You don't want that. I know what music you want. Yeah, give me some good music. Uh, I got your music right here. I want some good music in my headphones. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Once I get past this YouTube ad, I'll have the music all for right. you. I'm going to go through a couple hot topic issues here, and so I want to get your responses to all, all I'm right. talking about here. All right, here but just your... give me about an hour to get through my monologue. Don't forget Taco Tuesday is coming next week. Oh, this is coming next week. YouTube is stupid. That's Was that not... an ad for Taco Tuesdays? That's not the song I even clicked on. All right. I'm going to start my monologue. So you feel free to find your music when, uh, when you're good and ready after all those YouTube ads. There's been a whole lot of chatter the past couple weeks. I like this. I like this. Uh, about fans who knew all along that the Orioles were, were, were terrible. These fans are, of course, smarter than you and me. Though, in fairness to us, these same fans have been predicting the downfall of the Orioles since 2012. <laughs> Reminds me of the saying that even a broken clock is right twice a year. Can you turn this music off? I, it's terrible. I can't even... This is this is our theme for when the Orioles suck. Yeah, it's the it's the sad version of everything is awesome. Yeah. Well, because there's so many smart people, quote unquote, smart people coming out of the woodworks uh, and saying how dumb the Orioles are, the usual suspects for the Orioles get blamed. Right. Recently, Peter Angelos has been unfairly under fire. We'll talk more about him later in the show. Uh, but the guy who's taken, I feel like, the blunt of the blame has been Dan Duquette. Oh, that's not the guy I thought. Now, I don't want to mount a defense of Duquette right now, though that's not a bad segment for, for uh, another show. Duquette Mountain? I'll say this about Dan Duquette. His record as a GM, 1,323 wins, 1,132 losses, about 200 games over 500. How many hits does he have in that? Given him a winning percentage of uh, about 538. <laughs> you, you giving him a war? Yeah, he's got a good. I'm, I'm saying that adds up to a pretty, a pretty good war if, if there's a war for GM. Some nerds need to work on that, getting a war for GMs. Uh, you may say that the 538 winning percentage is not good enough, which is fine, but I will remind you that Duquette was hired after the 2011 season. Before DD, the Orioles hadn't made the playoffs since 1997. DD's first year here, Dan Duquette's first year, the Orioles made the playoffs. In 2014, Need I, forget, need, need I remind you, just three years ago, the Orioles won the AL East. Under DD, the Orioles have yet have yet to have a losing season. They have yet to go under 500 at the end of the season. This year may be the first year. 
And so now here we go. Our very first really bad season. Didi's at the helm and people are ready to throw him under the bus faster than you can say Johnny G. Vitella. I like that name, Johnny G. Vitella. I like saying that. Yeah, That's, except he I'm, can't hit the ball. I know, but I like saying the name, so I'm glad he's here. Just like Hyunsu Kim can't hit either, but I like his theme song. Oh, you should have heard the guys Friday night yelling for Kim. <laughs> Don't understand that he can't hit the ball, but they still want him. So the reality is you did not see this Orioles downfall coming at the beginning of the year. And if you did see the downfall coming, either A, you're lying and you didn't, or B, you predict the Orioles' downfall every single year, and so this year you just got lucky. So if the problem's not DD, then what is the problem? How about this? Our starting pitching this year is historically atrocious. Here's some stats with how bad they've been. By the way, a shout-out to Dan Connolly of BaltimoreBaseball.com. I got some of these stats from uh, his... His cute little yeah. website. His, his little blog. Yeah. yeah. His little blog, not no longer yeah. an official reporter, but he shows up on Masson and can interview players, whatever. Right, right, right. The, the full access blog. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just one of us, guys. The Orioles starting pitching ERA is uh, over six, 6.02 runs per game. The Orioles have never, in their entire history of being a baseball team, finished with an ERA over 5.51. And that was done in 2008. You want to know the starting rotation in 2008? Uh, let's see. Was that um, Ponson? No. All right. Um, I think it was a little after Ponson. So after Ponson. Who, who was Arietta? Uh, no. Britain? Must have been before Arietta. All right. So this is before Calvary, pre Calvary. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking. You had our uh, guy. Oh, you, Bedard. Uh, no. <sighs> Here it is. You, right, you got no one. Jeremy Guthrie, of course, he's our ace. Oh, he's my boy. He was he was our ace for a long time, which is embarrassing. Yeah, which he'd probably still be better than most of our pitchers right now. The other guy, da- Daniel Cabrera, was our number two. Not bad. Garrett Olson. I liked Greg. Brian Burris. Radamis oh. Liz. And then Chris Waters and Steve Traskell got a handful of starts Jason in there. Birkin? Was uh, he in around there? He he might have gotten a start or two in there. There's still a lot of Brad Bergeson shirts around the around the yard. Yeah. I think Alfredo Simone got, got a start in there, too, okay. uh, that year. Uh, but our rotation this year is worse than the Guthrie, Cabrera, Olsen, Burris, Liz, Water, Traxel rotation. Our rotation this year is worse. Awesome. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute. Uh, a couple other fun stats. If the Stars ERA stays like this, it will be just the 11th time since 1913 that a team has had to start an ERA over six. Just the 11th time in, since 1913. And they'll be only the second club since 2000 to do it, to have a start in the area over six. So, I know what you're thinking. I opened defending. Actually, I don't no, know what you're thinking you're, because... You're going this direction. But why? Why McDowell? You're blaming Roger. No, I never mentioned Roger once in here. I know, but you mentioned everyone that he's in charge of. <laughs> so, some people may say, well, this is Dan Duquette's fault because he set this up. To the get- he set this up. I opened the show by, by defending Dan Duquette a little bit. All right, I got it. Uh, You're going out on a limb. You're blaming the actual people that play the game. That's what I'm doing. All right. I mean, one can reasonably expect young players to improve and veteran pitchers to pitch close to their career numbers, right? Like, you can expect um, that a guy like Kevin Gossman will improve over last year. Kevin Gossman... His ERA is a two, two full runs higher than it was last year. It's that chewing gum. Not that typical progression. Yeah. Bring on the donuts. Get rid of the chewing gum. Tilly, Chris Tillman, his ERA is over two and a half runs higher than his career ERA. So Chris yeah. Tillman, two and a half runs. Not like a half a run. Two and a half runs over what his career is. It's at arm angle. 
contract year can't live up to the pressure. And everybody wants to say, well, you knew Ubaldo and Miley would be bad. And that's true. Like, we knew they weren't great pitchers. But even Ubaldo, inconsistent, inconsistent Ubaldo, his ERA is two runs higher than his previous three years in Baltimore. So not, I'm not even talking back, back to the Indians when he was good. Just in Baltimore, he's had an ERA of around five. Right. This year, it's around seven. Okay. So bad Ubaldo is gotcha. this year worse Ubaldo. You're about to blame Wellington Castillo. Miley's ERA is a full run over his seven-year career average, and he's having the worst year of his career. And that leaves, who I'm leaving off, uh, Dylan Bundy. So Yeah, not much of a track record there. Yeah, but still, D- D- Dylan Bundy's having a worse year numbers-wise than, than he did last year. Oh, he's throwing more. He has about the same number. Right now, if you look at the innings, it's about the same. Okay. And the ERA is like .3 higher. All right. Uh, but whatever, I forgive that. But you have five starting pitchers, and every single one of them are literally having the worst seasons they've ever had before. Yeah. All five. Yeah, how's that happen? Right. And, 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 and so you want to blame Dan Duquette. How does how – does, how does Dan Duquette know that every starting pitcher is going to have the worst year of their career? No. We all, like every fan that's now saying they knew the team sucked, we were all calling that this is the time for Gosman to step up, that Tillman will build on, and we'll be okay. So here's my last point, and then I'll shut up with this monologue. Though you keep on interrupting, making it more like a dialogue. Because there's been awkward gonna... pauses in your monologue. No, that's just letting this sink in. The problem with this team begins and ends with starting pitching. We can debate how we got there, but we're not going anywhere until we address this starting pitching issue. I know he's just one pitcher, but if I was in control of the Orioles right now, the first thing I would do is get rid of Obato Jimenez. How in the world does the pitcher who's been bad for this team for three years on the last year of his deal has an ERA over seven? How does he still in the major league team? If he was with any other baseball team, he would no longer be, be on this baseball team. But that smile. The second thing, he's a nice guy. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what uh, Buck says all the time. The team loves him. The second thing I would do if I was in charge is Chris Tillman. He's got to go too. Here I am, 7.9. You could say all day, Chris Tillman, I'm not injured. I'm not injured. We'll find a freaking injury. Right, something to, to get Because <laughs> some something's more time wrong. He needs yes. more rehab time. Yes, he needs not to be on this team. Sure. And if there's no injury, you got to find an injury because something's wrong that would make a decent pitcher have his knee area of eight and his arm slot's all screwed up. I want Ubaldo and Tillman. Oh, now, um, now you're jumping on the arm angle? <laughs> well, it, it is. You fought it for a few weeks. Now it, you're it, all in. It is different. I don't know how much of a reason that is why he's struggling. But it, it's different, yes. I want Ubaldo and Tilly off the team like right now. I don't care if you replace them with Bugs Bunny and freaking Daffy Duck. I want them off the team now, uh, or worse than da- uh, uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. How about replacing them with G- Gabriel Enoa and uh, Alec Asher? I'll take them over a bottle and Tilly. I would because at least go to Aquino and uh, Blyer. Fine, I'll take those guys too, but I'll at least have a reason to turn in because I'm not. I'm telling you right now. I will not watch another game that Obaldo Jimenez starts. Who, who starts? Is he starts today. Who starts today? We're going to the game. I will go. Tillman. Oh, Tillman is. Tillman. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, I was gonna say I'm not gonna start another game that Obaldo Tillman starts, but I'm going tonight. After tonight, I won't even watch on television another game that Obaldo Jimenez or Chris Tillman starts. You can't pay me to watch another game that one of those guys start. You're also they, going on Saturday. That might be Jimenez's turn. All right, I won't go. I won't go. I'll sit in the car. You all go to the game. I'm going to sit in the car because we do, as baseball fans, we don't deserve to watch Ubaldo Jimenez pitch, pitch again. How this guy is still in this team after being so historically bad for so long makes oh, zero sense. You're all right. It should be Tillman on Saturday as well. 
Yeah, and Tillman, that boy better get hurt. If he's not hurt yet, he better get hurt. So they do that, or it's physical. They're, they're still there. Their physical is so detailed. Give Chris Tillman one of those famous bend over and cough Orioles physical right now, and you'll find something wrong with you. You want a pothole. Yeah, or Pot, line the whole freaking. But the thing is, not that you have to make up something, there has to be something wrong with them to yeah. suck this bad. That's a good point. Tell the ground. Buck is notorious for getting the grounds crew and making sure that that field is perfect. Yeah. Buck right. should go out there pregame, a little rough up the, in front of the pitcher's mound. All right. So uh, th- that, that's my spiel. I, I, uh, a couple of reactions here. I started off by defending Duquette. Do you, how much how much blame, Josh, do you give du- Duquette and all this nonsense? I give him very little blame. I think he's been, I, I dare say, an above-average GM who's never had a losing season here, took us to the playoffs a couple of times, won the AL East. I, I don't blame Duquette. I think Duquette's been fine. All right. I mean, uh, do, would you like to see I him do. back after this year? Uh, would you like to see a contract extension after 2018? No. Well, I don't know. Contract extension, if you lock it in now, I'm nervous about having a guy here it could, because, again, he's only playing for 2018. And we'll get to the Ken Rosenthal Facebook post yeah. in, in a little bit. But in that, uh, Ken made it clear that Duquette wants to trade some guys. And I thought the list of... Britain, Brock, Smith, and Castillo. That's what we said. We talked about that. That's what we've been talking about yeah. for weeks. That's not a let's rebuild. That's, that's a retool. A, that's a retool, restructure. Yeah. That's a, all right, 2017 we blew. Let's play for 2018. And you may disagree or agree with that, but clearly the plan is right. we still got a lot of players under contract next year, so we're giving up on this year. We're retooling right. for next year. Right. So, if, so I have no problem with keeping Duquette if the plan is to rebuild for next year. Right. It's, it's if we go past that, that I kind of question why Duquette would be. If split. we go full rebuild mode, let's trade Manny. Right. Then you, but, then I want a manager, a GM, or a vice president of baseball, whatever he's called, to be here for the long haul. A guy who's investing, knowing that I'm not going to win for five years or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, but the advantage of having a veteran guy there for a rebuild process is you, you know your guys yeah. well at that point. And, and that's a brand why, new guy is going to learn everybody. That's why I don't, I would not throw off an extension for Duquette. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I it, it, again, more that gets into that Facebook post is the whole if Peter Angelos approves. Yeah, well, and we can make that transition, but I would just argue that if you look at winning games. And ultimately, managers, um, GMs are judged by winning games. Daniel Kett has been one of the most, one of the winning, winning, winningest, if I can say that, GMs in baseball. And so before you want to go back to Sid Thrift, like, let's just pause before we make the decision. And I, <laughs> and I know his laugh is goofy. And I know he looks like Barney Rubble. Yeah, I don't have the Barney buttons anymore. Yeah. Get rid of them. I just got this one Duquette laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, he thinks it's funny we're talking about him. Uh, but but b- before we're ready to do that, like he's done nothing but win since he's gotten here. He's kind of people like to say Buck's a common denominator and why we win. You can make the same argument that Dan Duquette's a common denominator. No, the, the, as much as we read about some conflict in between those two, they're a winning combination. Yeah. And one thing that Dan Duquette has to overcome, any GM has to overcome this, is the occasional um what can we call it um meddling the oh the meddling owner yeah um by by well, well, peter angelo so, so 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 you want to read so 
Ken, Ken Rodenthal had this post, because that's what he does now. Yeah. He no longer has read articles. He gives posts on Facebook. Well, because Fox Sports decided no one reads blogs anymore. No one reads articles. Newspapers are losing money. Yeah. All people want is video, so let's make our entire website video only. Is that what their website is now? Yeah, that's why he. Did, that's why Ken Rosenthal is now on Facebook. Fox Sports? Fox Sports is it's video literally only. only. If I go to the website, I literally can't read words. I can you, only you see might, video. You might as well be on YouTube. Oh, man. And they say that there's no reason for young people to read anymore. Uh-huh. My my job time, as an English up, teacher right, is going to be obsolete in 10 yep. years because no one's freaking fire, reading anymore. Part of the English teachers bring in the VCR. Yeah, I know. Just making Apple Apple music. Apple video. iMovie. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I just show Netflix movies all day. That <laughs> actually sounds like a pretty decent anyway. job. Yeah, I do that pretty much anyway. Yeah. So that sounds about right. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, he lists that off and he said that Duquette said, I, I'm – talking about i'm interested in trading these guys and duquette himself said if if the owner allows which brings up baggage uh, as oriole fans as long-term oriole fans that we've carried for a long time about how much is peter angelos involved and we talked a lot about it it reminds it brings me right back to the chris davis negotiations of duquette saying we're walking away from this and the next thing we all know there's a huge deal for for chris davis that we know Peter Angelos was heavily involved in and Brady Anderson heavily involved in. Yeah. Without Duquette. So uh, it brings me back to that. It makes me think, all right, maybe winning has covered up some stuff, and but it's the same old Peter. Yeah. And that's concerning. Yeah. And anytime you talk about the work of the GM, you have to think about, like, what Dan Duquette have signed. Because people are critical of the Chris Davis signing, so the blame goes to Dan Duquette. But would he have made that move without Peter Angelos? Probably not. Uh-uh. He said, I'm walking away. Yeah, probably not, based on his track record. Um, so, with the trades. A lot of people have cited the only time Dan, uh, Peter Angelos approved like a trade-off was in 2000 when we started trading everybody. And since then, from 2000 to 2017, he really, even though there's been some trades there, um, he hasn't approved like a complete sell mode. Right. I, but I think you can sell this to Pete, saying, Pete, we're it's not re- trading Manny Machado, we're not rebuilding, right. we're, we're getting ready for 2018. Right. We, we know That's you, how you have to sell right. it. We know you don't have much time left on this earth. Yeah. We want to rebuild for you. Yeah. And maybe we can take, like, when you trade Zach Britton, you save $12 million that he's owed next year. So, hey, right. also, Pete, we're going to save you $12 bucks. No, no, no. But see, you can't go that because you need to reinvest that money. That we're going to reinvest next year. Right, right. So I'm not <laughs> in gonna, a starting pitcher. Right. I'm not going to ask you for a larger budget next year. I just want to restructure this so I ha- so we have some money for next year. Yeah. Yeah. And the $12 yeah, million dollars right. that you trade when you trade Zach Britton would help. Not right. to mention the prospects you get. Right. It's, it's Peter, look at all these TVs that you broke throwing your, your, your stuff at Gossman pitching. We're going to use this money and bring in a pitcher. You think that's how uh, he reacts to a bad game, throwing stuff at TVs? I think he's too cheap to replace TVs, so I don't think he's a guy that throws stuff at TVs. You don't think he has a guy who, like, jumps in front of his TV for him? See, I was thinking maybe that, like, like a, a guy like a just— a secret service guy, like he dives in front? Yeah. Just protect. I don't, see, I don't see Peter Angelos as a guy who watches baseball. I, I really have a hard time picturing Peter Angelos doing anything, except sitting there scowling. Right. Like, I can't picture him really doing anything. Right, right. And that's and that's what we spoke about a few weeks ago when it was his birthday. Yeah, Fourth of July. I remember, uh, born, uh, whatever. America's baby. Yeah, Peter Angelos. Um, we talked about how we. I'd like to see him out in the in the public. I would like to have uh, a I dessert want, with him at Friendlies. I yeah, want him to get that. I want, I want that, good memories of Peter. That Angelos. clown Sunday with the cone upside down, making a clown. I want to have. 
Peter Angelus get a clown Sunday and eat it with him. Or a little celebrity boxing, Peter Angelus versus Nestor. Oh, my. Could go with that also. That would get ugly. Nestor, though, is probably a dirty fighter, so you got to watch out for that. He he'd, be oh, he'd be biting ears, going, yeah. uh, going under the belt. Yeah, he's, a, he's definitely yeah. a dirty fighter. We all yeah. know that already. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, it, it, it concerns me that, all right, so these uh, four guys we all talked about, you good with not trading Machado? I mean, Machado's having a bad year. Yeah. I mean, I, I would argue, I, I would argue, I, I think there's a couple things here, right? You have to know this offseason, you can get, I think, a similar return if you trade him now or this offseason. Yes. I think the return will be comparable. Right. So you might as well wait to give it a little more time to figure things and out. And then this offseason, you sit down with Manny and his agent and say, how and, close and, are we? Right. And Peter Angelos. Oh, sure. And get, get Pete in the room, too. Sure. Why and not? Say, Pete, can, are we going to do this? Yeah. Even if we don't sign the deal this offseason. Right. We just when you come know, free are agent, we really going to try? Like, are we talking $300 million and you're talking $500 million, Or are we talking, like... Three or three fifty and four hundred, where we maybe can work. Exactly. Just, what's fifty million here or there? Yeah. Right. So that conversation needs to happen, but I think that can happen this off season. Right. But I am. So I'm okay not trading. But I do see a. I do see these four guys. If Duquette is unable to trade these guys, especially a guy like Britton, Brock, Smith, and Castillo, they would be helpful tools. For, but we know many teams need bullpen arms. Yeah, and and reliable guys for the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, and Brock and Britton are those guys. Well, and the thing that's interesting about those guys too is they're both under contract next year. Right. So if you don't get the deal that you really think you deserve, you do have the option of waiting to the off season. And I yes. know a lot of people are going to jump and scream if you don't trade either of those guys. But but if you don't get the right deal, yes, if you don't get the right deal. But if you get a decent offer, and and Petey goes and tells you no. Then if I'm Duquette, I'm quitting and go because you're pointless. Yeah, I don't see that happening though. I really don't. I really don't. You know the guy, the guy you say I'm out from Davis. He goes and signs Davis. Yeah, and if and if Dan Duquette says I have a great deal for two young prospects for Chris Davis, there's no way Pete says that's okay. I hope not. There's, or I, hope, I don't know what you're talking about, but I hope Pete's not getting in the way. No, he's gonna get in the way if it's Chris Davis. I'm saying. All right, if but Chris saying, Davis is being traded, you're saying he has no love a, for Britain or Brock. No. No, no. No. Why? Because you just got to sit down with Pete and say, Pete, when Zach is going to become a free agent in two years or after next year, he's going to demand, I don't know, $20 million a year. Right. We can't pay a closer, a reliever, $20 million a year when we got other needs. Yeah, but. And but. he's going to see that. He's like, yeah, you're right. So you might as well trade him yeah. now to retool our resources. You're that- being way too logical. <laughs> no, he's going to say. I understand that, but we have him for a year and a half. Yeah. But but the thing is, here's this, here's a sad thing. Let's say, hypothetically, Dan Duquette tries to trade Zach Britton, and there's just there's not the interest there because of the injury, because of the other stuff. Let's say he has a couple of bad outings, and for whatever reason, they're unable, or Dan Duquette's unable to get the deal he wants for Zach Britton. Everyone and their mother's going to say, Peter Angelos meddled. That's why we never traded Zach Britton. Yes. Isn't that, I'm already annoyed by it. Yeah, I'm already annoyed too. But I'm annoyed by it, but only because I want to like Peter Angelos. I hate the Nestor Angelos angle. But if it comes out that Angelos does meddle and not allow a good trade to get through, then I say that Section 336 hosts the next uh, Birds walkout. 
What did he think? Free the birds? Yeah. I, I would if if there's a good trade for Britain and somehow Peter Angelos and, and mixes Ken it. Ken Rosenthal I would support walking out Ken too. Ken Rosenthal writes the article saying all my sources say or quotes from Duquette saying I wanted to make this trade and Angelo said no. Yeah. If there's concrete facts, we're doing a free the birds too. But and I agree we will. But I don't think it's crazy for an owner to give approval over trades. I don't think that's insane. Is that no? It's not insane, and that happens at every team. Yeah, the insane, insane thing if they actually stop it. What's insane is Duquette saying to a reporter, "If the owner approves." Yeah, but I feel like that's with every organization, right? Like no organization yes. makes deals without owner knowing about yes, it. Yes, exactly. And I, and I, and we know there's some. We know Ken Rosenthal is from the Sun. We know there's some Rosenthal Angeles history, history. Yeah. Uh, Angelus has history with everybody. Right, right. Anyone who's covered the Orioles, he has some some yeah. rough edges. He's a bit abrasive. Yeah. So, yes, that story of if the owner approves might not have came out in another person's report, but it's still weird to say if the owner approves, because as a GM, you just assume that that your owner's gonna pretty much give you the green light and trust you as the baseball guy. Yeah, and with Peter Angelos' history, the second you say that, people all think, oh, Peter being Peter again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I hate it, but that's that's definitely where your mind goes, is, is we're back to the old Peter that winning's been covering up Peter. Did you see, uh, speaking of the Orioles being dysfunctional, oh, we got some comments in the chat room first, but I wanted to mention, in a second I'm gonna talk about they signed that uh, they're like twenty fourth round yeah, like, pick. Then they submitted later. the paperwork like five minutes late. Yes, yeah, so I want to ask you about that. But first, uh, yeah. Ra- remember the Ravens took advantage of that a few years ago. Um, some comments from the uh, the chat room. Someone mentions or Jacob mentions going old school with the intro music. Last week we got some compliments on the intro music as well. Yes, yeah, so I brought it back. It worked. <laughs> it got us. It got us two wins. Yeah, uh, and Jacob says, "Bring me in. I'll fill in for the intern or Bert." Yeah, and and actually, Jake would actually be probably an awesome intern. We've had a few uh, offers to fill in for Bert. I haven't called him yet. Yeah, um, he also mentions we need to trade whoever we need to 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 get some pitching. The hitters are fine. If we just get some pitching, we'll be contenders for the playoffs. And l- I want to talk about a little bit later about uh, what we want to trade Britain for and what should be a reasonable expectation. So we'll get into that. Um, All right. Uh, Jimmy says, bring in Lou Barrels to fill in for Burt. I believe Lou Barrels was a guy always pleading for the, the magnets. The magnets. the magnets. He's, if we, we, Jimmy, I, if we bring him in, he's just going to scream for magnets the right, entire episode. Right. We gave Lou Barrels a magnet. He shut up. We're yeah. all good now. Uh, and Dave says, the whole certain staff needs to go on the 10-day DL and stay there. That might be an interesting thing. Buck gets so fed up. Puts like them all in a room. And just I don't know, like tear gas. Tanya Harding. Oh, I wasn't going to go Harden, there. You're going to go Dude, knock out like all the knees. Knock out all the knees and, and no, put them on the DL. I'm saying a little tear gas. You just get red eyes. You can't pitch with red eyes. Uh, oh, the flu. We haven't had a good case of the flu in Baltimore. Yeah, can the that's whole starting pitching staff? Yeah, yeah, get the flu. Yeah, they only just make out with each other and get mono. Yeah, make them share those coconut waters. Everyone drinking the same <laughs> coconut <laughs> water <laughs> bottle. A little. Uh, uh, what's the eye drops you put in? You put in the uh, dr- in the drink to make everyone sick. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. All right. It gives you like instant diarrhea. Or give them some of that Burger King salad that you had one time. Yeah, some food poisoning. <laughs> food poisoning. Food poisoning in the clubhouse? Yeah, some raw fish like, or something. Yeah, make make the, the Bay Sox have to come out and fill the entire team. Yeah. You see what's come to, boys and girls? It's come to this. Us strategizing on ways to physically knock out the start rotation. Yeah, just the rotation. We're all right with the offense for yeah. now. And Chris Lane says, sell, sell, sell. Um... And and I think everyone agrees, yeah, no, no. right? Does anyone not think we should sell at this point? And by sell, 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 I think he means sell Britons. 
Would you sell Britton and Brock, or just one of those two guys, or both? I'd sell of them? both. I'd sell them both. Yeah. And I and I work on and I put Givens in that closer role and see how he does uh, for the rest of the season and see if we can carry into Givens next season uh, in that role. Or I'd consider. You know who I'd consider for closer? Who? Gosman. Uh, he can handle one inning. Yeah, yeah. Bring in that fastball. That's an interesting discussion. That I wonder. It's a it's a interesting discussion. It would of be. Saying, are you really a starter? Yeah. It would be more interesting if we had, like, five decent starters. Then, like, he would be on the outside looking in, right? But the fact that we're so desperate, right. we keep on throwing him out there. Yeah, we're so desperate. We're talking about maybe uh, Richard Blatter can yeah. start. Yeah. And next year, we're just going to be just as desperate. So, nah. I think it's an intriguing option. But I, I think for the next two years, he'll be there. I hope we're desperate next year. I hope we're at the point that we're not riding these guys all next year and saying, these are our guys again. I hope we have an actual, like, hey, you got to perform to get up in here. And then uh, Chris Lane says, raise parking by $2 to find some money for pitchers. Cheapest parking in the league. Or maybe where you and I park, Josh, they should yeah, start, start charging, charging us because we find the cheap up spots. Some parking meters. Yeah. And then Michael Newman comments, most expensive tickets. Someone though. really complaining that we have the cheapest parking in baseball? Is that, do we have the cheapest parking? I don't know. Who ever never, talks about parking? I never. I know. I never thought about the, the price of, yeah. of parking. The only person that talks about parking is Alan Iverson and the Atlanta Braves fans, and they're weird parking. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they got they built a stadium and they didn't have any parking oh. for their new stadium. Oh. That's like the uh, when I went to that Redskins game. They brought out they brought parking in, in neighborhoods. They well they brought it's easy to sum it up. They brought this we guy in talk about we sitting here to try to have fun with it. Yeah, by saying I mean, instead of practice, practice, he was saying parking every time. Oh really? Is that a thing? Yeah, so they brought Iverson back in for that. Uh, I was wondering when he made that comment. Yeah, I, you know what? You were probably in Africa when all that was happening. Yeah, probably. Um, that's my excuse for missing out on anything. I was just I was in Africa. Yeah, maybe you should have went this summer. You would have been happier. Yeah. So so what happened with the. Sign him a day late. I I heard. So I the, heard five minutes late. Oh, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like five, five minutes, minutes late. Right. But what I heard is. is Some shady Scott Boris stuff. No, I heard shady Orioles stuff. Okay. The deal was done two days prior. All the oh, paperwork right. signed. But they didn't file. But Orioles didn't file because they were getting cold feet about the deal. Right. Right. And then baseball decided to accept it even though it was late. Just so the player wouldn't file, file a grievance. Isn't this just another example of. The yeah. Orioles front office doing silly things. All right. Well, the amount of money that they gave as a bonus for the 26th slot is ridiculous. Round guy. Yeah. 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 They way overpaid for this guy. Did it? Did that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't and, know what the comparable guys are getting. No. He, he's way overpaid. And well, hopefully it's worth it. I didn't know a 26th slot guy would have Scott Boris as an agent. I thought you had to be pretty good to get Scott Boris. I didn't know Scott Boris was agent either. Yeah. That's interesting. The plot thickens. Yeah. I, but I, we, we talked about in the offseason about how the shadiness with Dan Duquette not calling people to, right. to let them know they don't have a job. You know, the whole right, Dom Chidi right. story. Uh, yeah. He and, didn't return any of my calls. And, and the uh, the Orioles' physicals, I think for the most part, have been proven pretty reliable that they fail people yes. for good reasons. Yes. We haven't had anyone fail the physical. the Balfour then, deal a couple years right, ago. Right. I can't think of anyone who failed the physical and then performed well on another team. Yeah. So it's been okay. Yeah. Except for maybe Nick Markakis. The Nick Markakis is some weird stuff too. Oh, yeah, that's true. The Nick Markakis. Yeah. Who, um, that was much, a bit shady. How much did you wish Nick Markakis was in our outfield the past three years? Yeah. I know. He's not a huge upgrade, but he's probably better. He's better. Than what More we have. reliable. Uh, and the, the whole not signing international guys, there's just some Get, signs that point to out of South Korea. getting kicked out of South Korea for, for trying to pick up a 14-year-old boy. Um, there's just a lot of things 
that point to the Orioles uh, front office not really being but, yeah we being signed, weird. We signed that softball player in Australia who's doing pretty well for us, I think. Yeah, but still, it's a weird move. Yeah, it's it's, it's that's it's, our international Australia. Right. Every, everyone else is going to Mexico right. and going to Colombia. And going to other places, and we're going to Australia. Well, that's to pick up softball players. Where more white people are, Josh. I'm just saying. Don't go there with Pete. Don't go there. I don't know what you're implying or what I you're directly I'm stating. Just, I'm just pointing out that Australia yeah. is down south. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, starting rotation, Josh. I'm going back to my monologue. Starting rotation. Yeah, 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 rotation. Right. Why? Can you explain this to me? I, I like. I like. Why is Jimenez still pitching? Why is he still on the team? I like Jason Aquino a lot. Just put in Aquino and That's take it. out Jimenez. And I got to think that – You're not – why is he still – Why? what value does Jimenez – like what reason is he still on the team? Uh, Give me one reason why he still exists as a because, baseball player on the Orioles. Because if he pitches well yesterday, which he didn't do, if he pitches well – if all right, let's say he's got two more starts in July. If he pitches – I'm not watching those starts, by the way. I Whatever. You will. I if, won't. If he watches – if he has those, two of those starts are outstanding starts, the Abaldo that we've had, then you can trick some National League team into trading for him. That's the only thought process right now. Because you want to trade Abaldo rather than dump him. But either way, come September, Josh, you, you, even if he has a couple of starts, it lowers ERA to like 7.5 as opposed to 7.9. Have you seen the crappy pitchers that get traded at the trade deadline? Yeah, I, if, if, you can't get anything from No, Roberto. no, no. Think about it. If you were on the other shoe, if we needed one more one more starter and we saw a guy in the National League who has been struggling all year, but he had two eight-inning performances back-to-back, and we sign him, we'll all be happy saying, hey, this guy's found it. He's getting a hot streak going. And that's why you got to trick him. And, and then they get... The Ubaldo, we all know. Okay, fine. So you hope he has two starts where he's amazing Ubaldo. Yes. Eight innings, ten strikeouts. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. Um, Tillman is. Yeah, Tillman. Why? What's his deal? Uh, you're you're hoping he figures it out because you're watching him for next season. Yeah. Is his contract up? We've got. This is it. No, this, this is it. it. So you're. He, so I'm okay with. Why don't you just Tillman. cut him at this point, right? No, you don't. You can't cut, cut him. him. Why? Yeah, him. He's a bum. You let him pitch out because he's earned that right. He's been our How over- long? How long can you put with him pitching to an eight-run ERA? How long? The rest of the season? Yes. We're, are we winning this season? No, but I got to watch it. Right. But what I don't want to watch that crap. But wouldn't you rather watch it for the rest of this season so that you know whether or not you, you, Tillman has found his arm back? I already know. Season? I already know. So you're already saying he's I'm gone. He's, he's gone. gone. I don't want him. I think they're still pitching him because they're trying to decide if this is a really down year for Tillman and yeah. by the end of the season – He's comfortable, and you've got that back channel of history with Tillman and knowing who Tillman is and knowing what he's got. Then I think you try to sign him cheap this offseason if he can turn it around in August and September and fix whatever is going on with him. Because if the Orioles are anything, they're cheap. And if you can get Tillman cheap because he just sucked really bad this year, yeah, that's why he's continuing to pitch. I Fine, but it better be on a minor league deal. But I mean, you can't count on Tillman being one of those five starters. You better have other options there. I'm ready to shut down Bundy if you want to move on. Shut down Bundy? Or or, or move him to the pen. Limit his perform, limit his arms. I'm yeah. ready to. Uh, it's not working this year. Let's save him for next year. Yeah. Not working as in the Orioles aren't winning. Right. Right. No, he's he's fine. He's fine. I he he's it's interesting. Like like they moved him after like, the All Star break. He's now starting last. Right. Like they're giving him more rest. Yeah. 
I, I, I mean, you want to see, I would argue, you want to see the innings increase so yes. next year he can throw 200 innings if need be. I agree, but I would, do, I would soften it and be careful with it. I would be cool with every sixth day or something. Like, bring another guy right. to start every now and then. Yeah. Bring your Alec Ash or your I mean, Kinos Dylan and Bonner, spread out his starts. He's our opening day pitcher next year. Yeah, well, scary. This is scary because we're gonna the same conversation we had about Gossman last year. I, I feel like all those same conversations will happen about Bundy this I know. year. I know, and we saw what happened to Gossman. But this he's year. the guy. Yeah. Speaking of Gossman, why is he still in the rotation? Yeah, again, like Tillman, you're trying to figure out what he is. Yeah, and th- yeah, and this is yeah. This might even be that whole "Are you a starter?" discussion, right? And he has the option, so it could go to Norfolk. The problem with sending him to AAA is he's probably good enough throwing his 97, 98-mile-per-hour fastball right down the middle and getting guys out. Where in the majors, you poorly locate a 97-mile-per-hour fastball. It's going over the fence. Right. So I don't see him getting much value about moving to, to the pen. So I agree. I'm okay with keeping him starting because you got to figure out – he's got to figure this thing out for next year. Yeah. So learn how to pitch the second time through the order and the third time through the order and figure that out. All right. Uh, so so that, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. So that brings us to Wade Miley. Yeah. Who has, I got to look it up, something like a 12 or $14 million option for next year. Right. Right. So I would think that he's in a similar, he's kind of the mix in between Tillman and Jimenez. You're trying to decide if you can, if you want to spend that option, if you want to yeah. sign him for next year. Even maybe you could restructure the deal for a right. little bit less. You right. Look There's also things. the chance he gets a little hot and we can sell him kind of like someone sold him to us. Yeah. So. He started out really good. Well, he still walked a bunch, but he had a decent record to start the season. Yeah. So, he's, uh, yeah, he's I, kind of a, a – we're not advertising that we're selling him, but, if, hey, if you call about pitching, yeah, well, you can have Miley. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to pick him up. But um, you can at least see if you want to pick up the option for next year. Yeah. And the way it's looking now, you're not going to pick up that option. No. But depending on how he pitches, it could be something to consider. Right. I mean, the only for sure starter we have for next season right now is Dylan Bundy. Right. Kevin Gossman, maybe. But, yeah, so definitely Dylan Bundy. Yeah, but, again, I'm sticking with that. Are you a reliever? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he'll probably start as a starter next season, but yeah. not if he continues to go downhill this rest of this year. I just feel like it's unfair to the fans, and it's it's too generous to the players, to have a pitcher pitch this bad, like Ubaldo and Tillman, for so long and still have a job. Like, especially when you're in the last year right. of your deal. Right. Why do you still have a job? I agree. But there's, but I also want to talk a little oh, bit about why? why McDowell. McDowell, he got fired from Atlanta. It's not like we wooed him. The Braves fired him because if you talk to Braves fans, they, they say McDowell could not handle young pitchers and could not help get young pitchers to the next level. Which then, when you look at the Orioles with Galsman, you kind of wonder if. If McDowell is doing anything to help this team, yeah. And in McDowell's defense, and nobody wants to be a McDowell apologist right now because a starting pitcher is a starting pitching. I mean, a pitching coach is judged by the performance right. of their pitchers, and our pitchers suck. I have no problem. If Peter Angelos wants to step in and say, "Buck, I love you." Your coaches are gone. Yeah, and bring it. No, no, keep no, the just, bullpen coach yeah, and have no, yeah, him come. Alan Mills, Mills come and be the, for years, the pitching we coach. We want Alan Mills yeah. to be the pitching coach. So, we're so gonna, I'm sticking with that. I'm hopping on that train. Yeah. Um, but guys like Miley and Tillman uh, and Jimenez, these aren't new guys in the league. These are veterans who should know how to pitch without a pitching coach. They should not need a pitching coach for them to be successful. Yes, agreed. 
But then what is he doing? Well, he's clearly not doing much. And and if and yeah, I would be. Let's just say I would be surprised if he's back next year. I'd be surprised. I would be too, because it's it's been such a downfall in pitching. And when we're you talking, have I, the worst I said in my in history, opening monologue, right, the worst rotation in the history of baseball. Yeah, historic. We're we're start rotation. This is history, man. We're talking historically bad. How does a guy come back after that? Um, so I would like to see, and I think you agree with me. More of these young pitchers, and I know, guys, I get it. Yeah. I get the young pitchers aren't good. <laughs> I want to see Aquino. Aquino excites me. I want to see Aquino every fifth day. I can't wait for September when they bring up some of these guys that, like, I, uh, Chris Lee. Yeah. The guys who might not quite be ready. Those are the guys I want to see. Yeah, I'd rather sit there. And I know Chris Lee has an area of, like, six in, in uh, don't AAA. Care. Don't care. I don't care either. I want to see him up here. I even would rather see Alec Asher. I'd rather yeah. see see Mike Wright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than Theo Baldo. How about uh, – Tyler Wilson. Tyler Wilson. Is he still down there? Jason Garcia from back in the day. I do want to see Jason Garcia. <laughs> Where's he been? He's been sucking at Bowie. But I'd still rather see them than see the same suckiness. At least show me a different suckiness right. than the show same me the, suckiness. Show me the future losers. Yeah. I'm just sick of seeing a bottle. And I don't, I don't think that's unreasonable to say I'm yeah. sick of a bottle. All right. Well, you, what? I, got, I, I tweeted out earlier today. Yeah. I got a Twitter. You can follow me at Section336, by the way, boys and girls. about time you started using that thing. I started tweeting out. And I tweeted out, tell me again how Didi was supposed to predict Goss, Tilly, Miley, and Obaldo all having the worst seasons of their careers. And then I got a bunch of really Didi haters out there. Uh, Some people um, commenting with um, Tillman's shoulder issues. Goss has always been a question. Tillman had shoulder issues being the season. We didn't know this thing was going to last yeah, the entire no. season. And Goss has He's, always been a question. Since when has he been a question? He hasn't been a question. Yeah. What's your favorite DD at the ballpark? Dan Duquette or Dippin' Dots? I've never had Dippin' Dot, Dippin Dots at the ballpark. I don't like calling him DD. Um, and then this guy says, when he left the pitching coaches and starting catcher walk last year, Jimenez, nice guy, but we should have taken a, a, a loss and let him go three years ago. I don't. First of all, the, the all ca- right. Matt Weider's walking away makes no difference. I think maybe a slight difference, but not not enough to make you the worst staff in baseball. Yeah, I think a slight difference, um, but there's no way we can know that. It's not like Castillo's doing anything. Like, where's the team that they had to cut their catcher because he was bad mouthing all the pitchers? Yeah, for the Cubs. The Cubs, yeah, yeah. The, who just killed us. Yeah, the. I mean, I'd be interested to see. I don't know if we'll be able to get much at or, or anything back. From Castillo, from Smith, from Kim. But I tell you what, if you're going to games, to like, what are you looking for when you go into games now that we're losing and we're not going to make the playoffs? One thing to look for the next month, or not even, next two weeks, is how do Castillo, Smith, um, and, and Kim play yeah. if he ever plays Kim? Because there could be a lot riding on how they play over the next couple of weeks. Sure. Right? Sure. The, the better they play, the better the chance of them trading those guys. All right. And but- I'm, Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to go to the the other two guys, the the big tunas we've got, yeah, the big guys we can tell, yeah, and, and those two, it's really important how they pitch, especially Britain. I come off the injury. I kind of thought Britain came in on Friday night in the eighth inning, specifically. I did because too. I, I know where you're going. You, I did you, too. You want him to stay perfect as you're trading him. Yeah. Oh, you, you and I, you want to continue to show him off. Yeah, I was thinking. I thought you were going to go here with it, and I'd be I'd be interested. To Buck do this. Uh. I, these relievers are used in a different way in the playoffs, right? Uh, we saw that with Andrew Miller. We oh, saw that with Rodas Chapman. Well, no, I got really excited thinking that. I, I thought, thought maybe here Britain's going to go eight and nine, 
pitch okay. two innings I, to showcase, hey, I'm a guy who can pitch two innings if you need me in the playoffs. Oh, see, I went a different way. When O'Day came in in like the sixth inning, I said, finally. And then, and then Britton comes in in the uh, whatever, seventh or eighth, and I said, finally, Showalter has gotten on with us. Showalter oh, finally understands that, that it is not about the ninth inning. It's about the strength of the lineup. And, he, and you put in the guy at key moments of the game. And I thought, finally. And then I realized, nope. He's just warming him up for his. Uh, yeah, he's just not doesn't want to put him in that pressure of a save anymore yet. Um, is is on that list of trading from the Ken Rosenthal, um, Facebook post was was Darren O'Day was he mentioned in that as as one of those guys? I don't believe he was. I bet that he's a guy you take calls on too. Yeah. Unless I don't know, he's friends with Davis. He might be an Angelos guy. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, but he's but not interesting. He, I mean, he's signed through. Uh, 2018 and 2019. So he doesn't come come a free agent a free agent till 2020. Right. He's gonna he's we making seven million this year. Gonna make nine million the next That's two years. That's not bad. It's not terrible for a back end re- uh, reliever guy. And if you and a guy who if you trade Brock and Britain, you're gonna rely more on Oday. It's gonna be Gibbons Oday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The only th- the scary thing about Oday is yeah. If you want to throw Gosman in there, you want to throw Bunny in there now or, or wait another year. Uh, let's wait until he sucks. Yeah, though you did mention Josh mentioned this show uh, a couple of times, both Gossman and Bundy to the bullpen. You mentioned on the show. Have I? Well, yes, yes. I think for, <laughs> for different season, reasons for this season, Gossman Bundy, Bundy to, to the, the pen. pen to save his arm. Gossman, I'd really consider putting in the pen next year because he doesn't know how to pitch more than three innings. That fourth inning, he loses the control. Well, he's got about three months to learn how to pitch past that inning. And then all the next season where they'll let him continue to try to pitch pass. Uh, a couple of comments from the chat room. Jacob agrees with you that he wants to see Bundy uh, opening day. Whatever. And, yeah, yeah. And at this point, he's yeah, our he's best pitcher. Guy. He's the guy. And yeah, that's – actually, should we hold out hope that we sign a real a real pitcher during the offseason? Yeah. Uh, Jake Arrieta, perhaps, who's kind of a free <laughs> yeah, agent. He was talking up Baltimore how much he liked it. He was. He yeah. was. He said all the right things. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to get booed. No, I don't he, think he did. No, he, he, well, there's a lot of Cubs fans. Would you have booed? Go, oh, you went. I went. I did was there. Boo? I didn't boo. All right, I, I wouldn't boo. Right I didn't better. clap. I didn't boo. Yeah. Um, a lot of Cubs fans clapped. I yeah. didn't hear any boos. I didn't hear any boos. You know, that was the first time the Cubs were in Baltimore since 2003. Oh, really? I don't know how that works. Because I thought it was like every five years or something. I don't know how it works that it's 13 years or something. But yeah, that's partly of why there were so many. Blue guys there. I was surprised how many Cubs fans there were. Yeah, partly because of that year, lots of people jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, and yeah. probably still don't. Th- th- all those bandwagon people probably don't realize that the Cubs suck this year. Yeah, but they'll probably they'll make the playoffs again. Probably, and I don't th- think they will. No, they will. I guess I don't. I haven't kept up with NL Wildcard. Yeah, well, they just got a, a guy I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they made Jose the, Quintana. The inner city trade. Yeah, might see a little bit of that here with some Britain to the Nats. Zero chance. You think because of the Masson deal they don't talk? Well, and they just got two relievers from the Athletics yesterday. Yeah, Doolittle, Doolittle, and Matson or whatever. Yeah, but they're not. That's not Britain. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I would be shocked if they even have each other's phone numbers. I think both the phone numbers are blocked, so they won't even go like, through. <laughs> their lawyers are just required to call each other. Yeah. Um, Michael says he disagrees. Everyone needs a pitching coach. Price Verlander all need pitching coaches. And that may be true. Um, I mean, certainly, like, coaching matters at all ages. Kenny Powers doesn't need a pitching coach. <laughs> yeah, most do. You know, it's nice that for this, like, we've got this week and next week to kind of deal with the fact that the Orioles suck. Yeah. It's nice that Bert's not here for those. We'll catch it all up on vacation when he's in a good mood. 
instead of just negativity. Yeah. Yeah. The downfall of the Orioles, we, Bird hasn't been here for. By the time we talk to Bird again, the ship would have is already sunk. Yeah. So there's no reason on like piling on because nah. it's already. Yeah. Like we'll be watching like tr- the tr- already dead and buried to see who we're, who we're selling off. Yeah. Let's start talking about the future. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna root extra harder uh, tonight as I go to the game. Over the next couple of days, I'm rooting extra hard for Britton, Brock, Smith, Castillo, Kim, O'Day to all pitch really well so they can leave. We've got a we got we got a bunch of blog commenters that sit behind us at the stadium. Yeah, and I it, I don't know if it's Orioles hangout or I think it might be Rock's blog. Yeah, where they all comment and they all talk and they all talk to each other. And call themselves whatever their screen names are on their on the blog. Oh yeah. And they were on Friday night. They were yelling and angry and you know I'm going to write this on the blog. Uh, this is what I, I told you guys. I wrote this like three days ago on the blog. Yeah. This is like fans. Like we like to cheer for our team and root when they're doing well. But when our team struggle, oh, people love jumping yeah. on that bandwagon. I've been saying this for months. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. It's fun. Uh, you try to keep it. You know. My key is, I, I kind of compare this to my dating life in high school. I just have such low expectations what that you, I'm never disappointed. Just wait for them to come to you. <laughs> That's right. Wait for them to come to you and just assume you'll get no one and assume it'll be the worst night ever every date. And in the end, even if the date's halfway decent, you're all excited because it wasn't as bad as you thought. So that kind of has to be your perspective on the Orioles. Just like my dating life in high school. Expect the worst and you won't be disappointed. How's that? Not bad. Hey, I got a new podcast for you to check out. All right. little podcast recommendation here. Yeah. You all right with your alarm? That's my alarm. I got to remind. I, 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 I remembered on like the 13th or something that I had jury duty the whole month. And I was supposed to be calling every night. Oh. And somehow, I forgot for like two weeks. And thankfully they didn't select you for this. I guess not. Weeks. I don't know. But I started calling and now I just have an alarm on my phone to remind me to call. For jury duty. For jury duty. Well, I hope, I hope no one ever commits crimes in Queen Anne's County, though, so I'm safe. All right. Well, I'm hoping that we get this guy on uh, the show either next week or w- at when we come back from vacation. Yeah. But uh, the podcast is Baseball by the Book. You listening to this? No. I've never heard of it. All right. Check it out. It's by a guy, Justin McGuire, who uh, writes for like fan, fan, not fan graph, fan, fan sided. Okay. That's one, right? Fan sided. Yeah. And what he does is he talks to authors that write books about baseball and goes more into like the story. So if you don't have time to read the whole book, yeah, he like get, they get all the key points and talk about the book and, and kind of the behind the scenes of the book. And it's a really good podcast. Like what books has he talked about? Any books I would know? Yeah. Like, t- like today, Moneyball. He talked about that one. T- like today he had Jonah Carey on. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And, I know Jonah and Carey. He wrote a book a few years ago about the Montreal Expos. Okay. And we all know the crazy stuff about Montreal Expos. Dan Duquette was there the, right. uh, the, the, the year, year that they could have won. Yeah. yeah the, the strike, strike year. year. We yeah. all know that. But that. But like, did you know? Like, cool things. Like, did you know when they when the city of Montreal decided on what the team would be called? They had some confusion because you know they speak French and English there, but they wanted an English word. So that because it's the first Canadian team and there are going to be a bunch of American teams. Yeah. So they chose the Expos. The runner-up name was the Nationals. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know. And they turned into the Nationals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that meant to be. Uh, last week, last week he had on a, a guy who wrote a book on Mike Piazza. Again, a guy we know, but 
really in depth that I don't know the whole history of, of Piazza and him being signed. And Nor do I. How I am. So that was cool to listen. Like it makes me want to buy all these books. Um, I uh, I was conversing with him a little bit on Twitter, and he's gonna have. Uh, who's the guy? Local guy that wrote the book on Cal Ripken. That just came out in the streak. Oh, Goldstein or something. Um, uh, the, the, I have it. Gold. Eisenberg. John, Eisenberg. John Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. that guy's going to be on in a Eisenberg. couple weeks, and in August he's got a guy coming on who wrote a book about the Orioles eighty to eighty three. But yeah. it's like about an hour long podcast once so, a week. So we can't get Eisenberg. So we'll talk to the guy who talked to the guy. And that's the point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. all right. We could probably get Eisenberg, but I, what about Katzenberg? Yeah, there's a third one too. But Eisenberg, Katzenberg, and uh, oh man, what is Baltimore lawyers? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a really cool podcast. You guys should be listening to you, Matt. You'd love it as an English guy, and yeah. it's all baseball. It's all baseball books. And now I'm time to read all those baseball books. Right. So that's fantastic. Like I yeah. think you had the guy who wrote like Big Data Baseball, which I talked to you about a few months ago. And, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's a cool podcast. You convinced me. I'll check it out. All right, and I think we'll have him on soon. All right, we got to wrap this up because we got to go to the game. All right, well, let's go. All right. You can check us out on Twitter <laughs> at Section 336 Show. Or in Section 334 tonight. Yeah. We'll be in Section 334 tonight. Uh, follow us on Instagram, three, three, Section 336, the show. Write us an iTunes review. Show. There's no the show. There's no the show? It's Section 336 Show. I don't care. Write us a review on iTunes, please. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thank you for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Go O's? You weren't going to go like trade O's? Oh, yeah. That's Keep a good call. Crappy. Go O's. Actually, yeah. See you next year. Yeah, sell O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.